Kerala has been witnessing people's protests against the controversial Adirapalli Hydel Power Project since 1986. Those protesters have only one demand. The government should scrap the project because it will destroy Adirapalli's unique biodiversity. The agitations intensified with the formation of Chalakudi River Protection Forum in 2005. The People's Vigil ended on August 18, 2017 after the expiry of the environmental clearance given by the India government. But the story has not ended so far. The state and central governments appear to be keen on revamping the project. And we saw another attempt last week. On June 10, the Kerala government allowed the State Electricity Board to seek techno-economic clearance from the Central Electricity Authority for the project. Remember, the clearance for the project had lapsed three times because of people's agitations. Hello, you are listening to On Manorama Podcast, Let's Talk, where we discuss topical issues with experts. Hi, I am Dr. T.V. Sajiva, I am a scientist. I specifically study insects and uh, associated uh, ecology. The primary focus of my research is on uh, forests. Forests of Kerala, other states of India and uh, some of the neighboring countries of uh, uh, India, like the Nepal, Bhutan, Myanmar, uh, Sri Lanka, Maldives and all. Thank you, Sajiv, for joining me in this podcast. Adhirapalli Hydroelectric Power Project is back in the news again. The survey for the project was started in 1979, but the project still remains on paper. The credit should go to the mass protests that had happened in the past. But periodically, say every two years or so, news about resumption of Adrapalli project will reappear. We will discuss those things later. Since we are in 2020, many of our youngsters may not be aware of the Adrapalli project. So, can you please tell us what is Adrapalli Hydroelectric Power Project? Before I go into that, uh, let me explain uh, um, a bit about a river. This project is supposed to be built across uh, the Chalakudi River. And uh, a river is supposed to be a continuity of uh, water flow from the uh, locations of its origin uh, to the sea. And it is this continuity of the flow that we call as a river. Now. Uh, whenever we build a dam, what happens is that the river dies there, it stops its flow. And at the point at which the dam is constructed, uh, there ends the flow of the river. And then downstream, what happens is it is completely dried up and the vegetation will be also different uh, without uh, enough of uh, water availability. And then after quite a few uh, kilometers, the river starts to uh, uh, liven up by the flow of uh, water from the neighboring uh, areas. So every dam uh, kills the river, uh, the very definition of what we call as a river. Coming specifically to the Adrapalli hydroelectric project, uh, we need to understand what the Chalakudi river is. It is uh, a river which is in the central part of Kerala, which is uh, 132 kilometer uh, in length. And uh, the river originates in the uphills of uh, the Western Ghats and then uh, flow down and it 
it uh, flows through many many different uh, landscapes starting from tamil nadu and uh, flowing through uh, kerala it has got uh, six dams as of now uh, like the parambikulam uh, the thunakadavu periveripalam and the tamil nadu sholayar and kerala sholayar which is part of the uh, parambikulam aliyar interstate inter basin water transfer treaty named as the parambikulam aliyar project it was been in operation since the 1970s and now later on uh, in 1957 uh, it was a river diversion scheme which came up in the 1950s which is called as the chalakudi river diversion scheme which gives water to nearly 22 different uh, grama panchayats supporting a population of about 10 lakhs and uh, this population is directly dependent upon the uh, river we also have uh, recently added the peringal kutu hydroelectric project which was commissioned in 1987 and the chalakudi uh, river uh, has the last dam at the peringal kutu now uh, the current proposal uh, is to build a uh, new dam the seventh dam in the river which is being proposed by the kerala state electricity board and uh, against which there had been a large amount of uh, of uh, criticism you just mentioned that if a hydroelectric power project comes up at adrepalli it will cause destruction of biodiversity let's examine the flora and fauna in detail how the project will affect the trees once you have the dam up there it will be submerging 136 hectares of virgin forest and uh, uh, what is so peculiar about this particular forest is that uh, it is the uh, only pristine uh, low elevation riverine forest evergreen forest which we have in kerala and the importance of uh, that particular submergent zone which is uh, 136 hectares of uh, virgin forest uh, it is unique because of the presence of uh, various uh, specific habitats in which a large number of very specific uh, species thrive so what will be the impact on creatures inside the forest i mean flies reptiles spiders frogs etc it holds uh, nearly 30, 44 species of dragonflies nine of which are endemic endemic means those dragonflies are seen only here in this part of the western ghats and nowhere else in the world and uh, 169 species of butterflies uh, of which uh, nine are endemic which are seen only here and uh, 14 are protected species as per the wildlife protection act of 1972 and uh, uh, it is also feared that the conservation dam would, impa- would impact the danine butterfly migration prior to the uh, southwest monsoon uh, and this is a migration of butterflies in which thousands of butterflies belonging to nearly six different species participate it will also impair the longitudinal migration of fishes like uh, mouseir the carnatic carp uh, etc there are three fishes which move upstream to lay eggs and uh, procreate but these are all things which are going to be immediately affected uh, we have uh, this in submergent zone we have uh, many schedule one species as per the wildlife protection act including the king cobra uh, many endemic species of day geckos and uh, the vulnerable parachute spider and the endangered travancore cane turtle of the 24 different species of amphibians reported from the uh, submergent zone three are endangered one critically endangered and three near threatened and this particular submergent zone is also the breeding habitat of endangered fossorial fossil song frog nasiga batrachus sahyadrensis and the habit of uh, a lost amphibian rediscovered after 73 years uh, and also we have the the charpa tree frog destroyed from the charpa range which falls or falls under the area which is going to be impact many of the uh, torrent frogs which are observed from the submerging zone in the genus uh, micrixalex 
is had to be described so this uh, gives a feel of uh, the uh, level of biodiversity which that particular area is holding and also uh, it is not just uh, any species but there are spe- there are large number of species which have been uh, described noted as uh, critically endangered so this is uh, one of the prime reasons why this project is being opposed studies have established presence of endangered fish species in chalakudi river what will happen to them if the hydroelectric power project comes up incidentally i should say that uh, the fish diversity of the chalakudi river especially in this part of uh, that particular river is uh, highly uh, important the very survival of the baleterrain fishes is dependent exclusively on microhabitats like the rock bed boulders and pebbles they also need uh, running water to survive so when you stop the running water and make it as a dam where the water is chill many of these fishes will be unable to thrive over there this include the highly specialized torrential fish species like the uh, loaches the travancore uh, jonesy and meso nemacellus species which are uh, which need uh, very fast flowing fresh water to survive is the adrapalli hydroelectric power project a threat to elephants one another major reason is that the submergent zones uh, zone is the annual migration route of elephants which uh, travels between the parabiculum and the periyar basins this travel is very mandatory since the parabicular forest would have a shortage of water and vegetation during the summer months the small stretch of 80 kilometers of the river from its source now have only one elephant corridor the stretches upstream are mountainous with deep gorges and the area is also overexploited downstream of the area is fully inhabited and consequently the only uh, area which remains in use as a elephant corridor is through the proposed adrapalli hydroelectric project site the reservoir as a proposed project begins from uh, just next to the powerhouse of peringalkutu hydroelectric project the impact of the loss of this migratory corridor will have serious adverse consequences on the elephants and will subsequently escalate man elephant conflict as you may be knowing in kerala the interactions between human and wildlife is uh, growing into a, a very enormous proportions the large number of conflicts are happening and it is very much important that uh, we retain the pristine forest so that we don't challenge other species also have uh, this should have their space uh, to live in this particular planet the forest along chalakudi river is home to three important hornbill species as you know great hornbill has been declared as the state bird of kerala so will this project affect them one of the significant uh, uh, data which shows that this area is very pristine is that uh, we can find the riparian forest which along the chalakudi river uh, it is known to be the unique location in southern western ghats where we can find sympatric nesting of three important hornbill species sympatric uh, nesting means uh, we can see all the three uh, important hornbill species coexisting in this particular low low elevation evergreen forest including uh, that's a place where we have the lowest altitude nest location of the great hornbill in india from your description it is very much clear that the hydroelectric power project will kill the rich biodiversity in the region this is mentioned in the study report by western ghat ecology expert panel headed by uh, dr madhav gadgil a study by the kerala forest research institute i know you were a member of the that that study team to pointed out these concerns yet the project got approval from the governments many times the governments are supposed to protect such high sensitive places right then 
how come these approvals as you rightly mentioned one of the most important study on the western ghats uh, the western ghat ecology expert panel report also indicated that uh, uh, damming it again the chalakudi river is going to be really problematic now uh, you ask me why this uh, proposal is coming again and again how these new approvals are coming what i know is that uh, uh, adrapalli project is not the uh, only project with the uh, electricity board is proposing there are there are many other projects in the in the queue and uh, this is one in which uh, uh, if they win it win it it's going to uh, open up the gates for further projects in the pristine forests of kerala now the ecology of that region is very fragile and uh, it has been proved that not enough water will be available even for the project so there's a large amount of data which says that uh, the proposal is going to be non viable sajeev i have earlier mentioned about the mass protests against the proposed hydroelectric power project starting from 2005 to 2017 one agitation even went on for 400 days so can you throw light on those protests it was because of this particular reason that uh, there have been long series of uh, struggles against uh, uh, the proposal and uh, the chalakudi pura samrakshana samiti which had been spearheading the campaign uh, at one point of time they have they were absolutely sure that this project is not going to come up because of uh, empirical reasons like the the very basic thing that the water which is needed for the proposal project is not even available so what they did was to at one point of time they called the strike back this they they stopped the strike with a lot of uh, belief in the hard data which has available say that the project is not viable now the project is uh, uh, has got a uh, is now they are going to get a new no objection certificate from the ministry of environment and forest and uh, i think this is going to be a process in which the entire environmental consciousness of kerala is going to uh, fight against uh, it, it another proposal to uh, submerge natural forest in kerala these mass resistances help increase the environmental consciousness of people in kerala am i correct uh, if we look at the uh, level of environmental consciousness in kerala uh, it has gone through uh, uh, drastic transformations uh, from uh, the very first uh, environmental struggle in a big way which happened in the salad valley uh, struggle even before that uh, if you would take uh, trace the lineage of the whole environmental uh resistance programs one of the cardinal starting point was the establishment of a zoological club by uh, john c jacob who was the faculty of st joseph's college devagiri at kolikode long back uh, he started this club in 1972 and uh, that was a process in which uh, the first uh, nature camps started to happen in kerala taking uh, students to the forest staying there for a couple of days uh, talking to them about the different dynamics of the forest the way it is interconnected the linkages in in the ecosystem so uh, those uh, camps which regularly happened uh, uh, many times a year uh, for a long number of years uh, produced a large number of uh, people uh, who later on uh, spearheaded environmental campaigns in many different parts of kerala and even outside kerala now if you look uh, it's a second and the third generation people who attended those uh, environmental classes or nature camps who spearheaded the camp and then there were very uh, very uh, important uh, moments which happened like after the silent valley struggle there was a struggle to against the industrial pollution which happened in uh, against the mavu gaulia rayons in uh, calicut then uh, there was a major campaign against uh, the water 
pollution and uh, taking up of a big amount of water by Coca-Cola company in Plachimada in Palakkad district. Then uh, the series of uh, large and small struggles which happened. During the Silent Valley struggle which uh, initiated a big campaign, uh, there was a large number of poets who joined the struggle when, who started to write poems being on the side of nature. Uh, it had got a very romantic start off, the big environmental campaigns in Kerala. What are the changes happened in the mode of agitations over the years? There's a large number of data being collected. Uh, there's a large number of scientific institutions who also uh, produced a huge amount of uh, data on our natural ecosystems, which were also uh, compiled uh, as uh, as resistance against uh, the bulldozing of the uh, environment. So starting from the Silent Valley struggle, when we reached the other people's struggle, the big transformation is that there's a large number of empirical data available with the people based on which they are moving forward against the struggle. I still remember the time at which uh, the Chalakodi Pradhasamana Samadhi was calling off the uh, strike and uh, when the tribal people uh, who are living in Adrapalli was announcing their rights on the forest, there was a single day in which they did it, proclaiming that this forest is ours by the indigenous people of Adrapalli. Uh, I was so surprised that there was a large uh, incoming of people and especially youth from all across Kerala to Adrapalli. They came in uh, by the public transport systems, large number of people came in motorbikes, there were people who uh, came in uh, cars and Apart from many other environmental struggles, the whole, um, nearly 80% of the big crowd which gathered over there are all youngsters. So there's a large amount of uh, youngsters uh, who have joined the campaign for environment and nature. And there's a very, very, very promising note which we can take up from the Adripalli struggle. In the beginning, I mentioned the periodic re-emergence of news about the resumption of the hydroelectric power project. Does this mean that someone is keen on building the project? Should we be worried about this? Now the question uh, uh, comes back, if the project is not going to uh, come up, then what to do with the peak uh, energy consumption in Kerala? And what is uh, the future of uh, the development in electricity production in Kerala? What uh, has to be done and which is not being done uh, is to manage the demand side also. The electricity board is trying to increase the production, which is essentially increasing the supply. But on the demand side, there are a large amount of uh, technological solutions available so that we can reduce the consumption of electricity. The conversion from uh, the normal uh, tube lights to the LED had been shown that there's going to be tremendous uh, saving of uh, electricity. So on the demand side, the, the, the people are absolutely silent. So what is being done across the globe is to manage the demand side also so that we strike a balance uh, and we are able to produce uh, and use electricity and uh, one more important thing is that uh, un uh, unlike the situation during the silent valley uh, struggles now the situation is that we have a energy grid all across the country and uh, kerala is getting power from the grid also so now uh, there's no point in every single part of the country getting uh, self-sufficient in power supply power supply uh, is on a national grid and uh, uh, there's a national level assessment which is happening about, uh, about the energy needs of each part. So uh, the situation has completely changed. There's no need uh, for Kerala to be absolutely self-reliant on uh, electricity. So the whole scenario has changed. Uh, as of now, I don't think that there is any need uh, for uh, for us to push uh, push this particular project. On the other hand, the very fragile ecology of that area is going to be uh, very critical in the few, in the coming years for uh, trading against many of the <coughs> serious crises which we are Kerala is facing. We had uh, 
floods in 2018 and 19 we had uh, jumping of uh, microorganisms from wild animals to uh, human beings as in the case of nipper and the recent pandemic also we have we have the kaisenol forest disease in wayanad so there are we need to understand that uh, we can survive only if other species are also happy and uh, they are also surviving um, comfortably in this particular planet. Their survival is very much connected to the survival of uh, human beings also. So it is very important that we doesn't challenge the life and the habitats uh, and the ecosystems and the forest uh, areas where they are peacefully surviving. Thank you Sajeev for sharing your views. Let's Talk will be back with another episode soon. Thanks for listening.